Listener Production. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy news, interviews and analysis from the world of footy. And as we gear up to round one this weekend, we will continue to preview some of the teams that are heading into the season. Today, we're going to take a look at North Melbourne, Port Adelaide and Richmond. This is Footy Talk. As always, for the previews, I'm joined by Jay-Z Clark. G'day, Jay-Z. Hello, Joey. Final uh, weekend off before round one. It's our last chance for a good blowout, isn't it? Can't we get to a, <laughs> get to the pub for a couple of years? Because we're going to disappear for the next 10 months, and my wife is going to get quite angry with me over the footy season. But I can't wait for it, mate. So many great stories um, in the footy this year. I think we're going to start with North Melbourne, and you are an absolute expert. But generally speaking, I'm buying the North Melbourne stock. Joey, and do you know what? It's really cheap at the moment. It so is I, cheap. That's true. After the finishing last a couple of years ago, losing um, Jason Horn Francis, um, I'm buying the Kangaroos stock because they've got some players back, and with Alistair Clarkson, they've got a, a more visible system. I've watched North Melbourne the past couple of years under David Noble. And I'm not potting David, but I've got no idea how they've wanted to play. Under Clarko, watching them over summer, I see clear defensive principles, really basic ones, spoiled to the boundary line, numbers to the contest, right? They've got good players around the stoppage. So if they can create that more and be more predictable to their teammates, I think this footy club is on the way up. How do you read it? Yeah, I'm a bit the same. I mean, you're right. They can't get much lower. The stocks won't get much cheaper. They've won nine games of their last 61. Yeah. Uh, we know they were 2-20 and 20 last season with a yep. percentage of 58. But I, I completely agree with you. I can see the green shoots yep. with this team. I, I really can. And, and I think Alistair Clarkson, for me, as much as he needs to coach game plan and those things, I think he just needs to coach this group about resilience and bias and belief and confidence and actually get them to, to play and understand what it's eventually going to take because – they do have a good core group between that 21 to 25 age bracket mm. that have been a part of this team that haven't won many games in three years, that maybe have some bad habits, that maybe are mentally a little bit scarred or broken well, by some of their fall. performances. Exactly yep. right. So yep. I think as much as Clarko is going to build a game style that we know is going to stack up in finals, he's got to build up this team and build up the confidence and the resilience of, of this playing group. That's going to take time. But as we said, we can see some positives. I, I think Griffin Logue is going to make a difference to help him and Ben Mackay just give that stability in the back line, allows Zeeble and McDonald and some others just to not have to try and do too much. You're right about the midfield. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time, but there's some positivity there. Yep. We, we know they've got some talent. Um, they probably still need to find a bit more and just need to continue to, to build and develop their game. I think they're going to be a handful in the midfield for a lot of opposition teams. I mean, you'll, I watched Luke Davies' Uniakia training, and he has got that Chris Judd burst. Yep. We saw it last year, and I think he's starting to believe himself. So I go to a North Melbourne game, I feel like I'm seeing a superstar in the making. And it's been a while since we've said that about a North Melbourne player. He is that guy, Cunnington back, which is great. Will Phillips pick three, developing our after a nightmare year, he's back. And then around the fringes, Hugh Greenwood, they bring in Lamb Shields from Hawthorne, plays the wing. And, and I think there's some um, – they're, they're going to be a real handful. Josh Simpkins still floating around. Josh Simpkins. So I think around the stoppage, they're, they're going to really challenge some teams. But it's in the four and half where Nick Larkey and uh, Cameron Zerha have really carried a huge load. But you watch Charlie Common play at the weekend – and he has had a really strong summer. And Paul Curtis is another one who has electric talent. Yes. And sometimes he looks like he's stuck in second gear or you wonder how much he wants it. He has high talent. And tell me if I'm wrong here, but if Charlie Common can stand up as a decent second marking target and Curtis can provide something at ground level, I really think that forward line, the 
it starts to thicken the soup a little bit because it's too much to expect Larky to yeah, kick a winning score that, on his own. That's going to be my only concern and why the Kangaroos will still struggle this year is, yes, Zerha looks fit and he's yep. going to do his thing. Paul Curtis is a high talent, but we know Callum Coleman-Jones is going to miss a fair bit of footy now with some plantar fascia, and Combin has shown over the preseason that he's not up to it yet at AFL level. So Nick Larky does need support. Um, unfortunately, I, I can't see how he's going to get it. Do they maybe go with the two Ruckman again, Goldstein, Sherry, and play one of them in the four line? I'm not sure that's what they ideally wanted to do. They would have liked Coleman-Jones or Coleman to stand up. That's mm. still going to take a bit of time, but they've shown they can play run and carry. They're going to flick the ball around by hand mm. um, and run through the midfield, so they might challenge some teams. They'll play some good games mm. and some good quarters. I think they've got some winnable games early in the season, so a chance to, to build a bit of that confidence, but for me, they're still going to be a bottom couple team, I yep. would think. I, yep. I can see the green shoots. It's still a few years away, but yep. it's still bottom four for me. Two big stories for North. Um, I'm going to be watching this season. There's one, Ben Mackay, yep. because he is a free agent and he uh, will be heavily courted. There's some interest from Port Adelaide last year, Joey. They need some key defensive support. I would be unsurprised to see the power have a huge crack at Ben Mackay at the end of the season. Put that in your little time capsule. Yep. And the other one, of course, is Jason Horn francis Now, this club made a really uh, awkward decision to uh, process that trade to Port Adelaide, and he... Everything you hear about the power is that he's about to show that potential and talent, which we saw in his draft class. Port Adelaide and Adelaide both tried to sell the farm before his Mm. first season to try and get him out of – or to try and prevent him um, from going to North Melbourne and staying home at South Australia. I'm expecting Jason Horn francis to have a really strong year, and that's going to be a tough watch for North Melbourne fans. I think – how did you read that whole situation? Was it a a young, petulant footballer, not to be harsh, or did um, the club let him down? Well, it was probably a, a uh, inexperienced and maybe slightly immature 18-year-old with high talent who went into an environment that didn't really Support probably nurture him as well as they needed to just because of the where the club was at and, yep. and they were a bit all over the shop. Look, I don't think in the long run they'll regret Horn Francis because I think we'll find Sheasel, Wardlaw, yeah. and they've got an extra first-round pick in this year's draft, remember. Yep. They will all end up being very, very good. Like, Sheasel's already Looks shown special. enough to be special. Wardlaw is going to be a beauty. So, look, in the long run, stay patient, and I think the Kangaroos will be okay, but still going to be a bit of a tough year for them. Question just lastly without notice. You think Jaden Stevenson's still in the system in two years' time? Uh, probably not. My big, probably not. He needs a big... He's a fringe player in there in, in the worst team in the competition. So, look, that's out of his age, um, you don't have many more years to be able to prove your point. I remember when traded, when Collingwood traded him a couple of years ago, there was outrage from the Collingwood fans, probably less so than Adam Trelaw. But I don't I don't hear any Collingwood fans right now saying, gee, we really made a... Poor decision on trading Jaden Stevenson. My being too cheeky, no, Joey. Yeah, that's a spot on point. A little, little bit facetious. I don't <laughs> mind it. Hey, let's move on because a club that will come under the microscope in a yes. big way this year is the Port Adelaide Footy Club. We know a disappointing year last year. They finished eleventh, ten wins, twelve losses. It was a zero-five start that killed them. They played good footy between round six and round seventeen. They went eight and three, but then tailed off back end of the year. All roads lead to Ken Hinckley in the first four to five weeks of the year. We've, we've already touched on it on this podcast, but they start with Brisbane, mm-hmm. Adelaide Oval. They've got Collingwood at the G, yep. Adelaide in a derby, Sydney in Sydney, and then gather round, round five is the Western Bulldogs at Adelaide Oval. Huge. If they're going into that game one and three, zip and four. Yep. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, and history says if you go 0-3, you don't tend to play finals. There have yep. been a couple of outliers, Sydney, a couple of years ago, etc. So he will be under the Bunsen burner. Now, I'm a bit devil's advocate on Port Adelaide. I actually really like them. I have a look at 2021. Mm-hmm. I think they won the most 
games in the competition from any any side. And, you know, defensively over that period, they were really strong. And now you look at it personnel, they try to get a Sava Radagaglia. You say, oh, geez, they could really do with another top-line defender. But they are a system team yes. for me under Ken. And that is just a huge tick for him. I don't feel like they have a huge reliance on any particular player. And last year, Joe, you go back to the injuries, right? Charlie Dixon, Robbie Gray was playing on um, one leg, you know. Um, George Audis probably wasn't as consistent. So I think if they get half a decent run with injury, I wonder whether the story in the early part of this season is that they are actually defying well, the critics. That's what I was going to say. We did, the doom, we did the doom and gloom in the worst case scenario, but what if they get two and three out of the first five. What if they're three and two yep. and they've had that tough run and then they can really launch, launch. off the back of it? I'm I'm a bit more bullish as well. I, I think they can play finals. Yep. I've got them just sneaking into the eight. Do I, you? I, I think, yeah. as you said, that there's enough talent there. I rate Ken Hickley as a coach. Yes. They believe in him and their system has stood up for four years. Yep. Now, yes, they lost their way a little bit at the back end and the start of the season, but I think they can rediscover it. I think they've still got a lot of upside. So we know what Rosie did, but Butters mm. has got another level to go to. Young Bergman on a wing looks great. Farrell, uh, Lockie Jones, Dersma. Fantasia fit, Dersma to bounce back. You know, George Yardy's a marshal have got improvement. So Rioli's they're in. still And Rioli and Horn Francis, they add into the, the squad. So, look, I think there's upside. Mm. I'm going to be um, sticking a bit of faith with Ken Hickley and his team. Yep. And hopefully, for the competition's sake, they get through that first tough five weeks, can break even, yep. and then launch and, and be a real contender to Port, play footy, finals footy. Port Adelaide fans watching this, I love Mitch Georgiades. He Above the air, he can be absolutely unstoppable, but he needs different weapons. Because when the ball hits the deck, we said Todd Marshall pick it up and swirl and kick on the run. That's when Georgiades can be out of the contest. So he needs to develop some more weapons, and that's the that's the coaching challenge for Port Adelaide. And just there, finding his role, because when you've got Marshall and Charlie Dick, Charlie Dixon's such a presence. Marshall's that third. We talk about bananas. You've been big on <laughs> the third banana. Sometimes just gets left out a little bit. Yes. And you're right. You have to find different ways to get involved. I like Power Pepper now yep. as that permanent sort yep. of fourth tall hybrid player in there. So it's a good point about uh, George Yardis. If Port does and the chairman do lose patience with Ken Hinckley, um, he'll be coaching in 2024 at an AFL club. I, I, I don't think he'll be left on the coaching shelf for too long. So he will be a big story. I hope he can defy the trend. They've had a really bold trade period, and I love that. Yep. I love that this club has gone chips in on a, a, a team that sort of underperformed a little bit, but they've got high belief. So, and they didn't go with Jack Graham. They had to think about Jack Graham from Richmond. But I love the approach, and I think it would be a really one of the most compelling storylines of the season. If they can upset Brisbane at home round one, if they can challenge Collingwood, who there's still a little bit of a question yeah. mark, they could beat Adelaide. What if they went to that Sydney game 3-0 and, and wrote a different story? I think it would be fascinating. In any case, Port Adelaide fans are in for a really compelling year. Yeah, I agree. And, and the ruck situation is going to be a watch. Scott Lysett just taking his time, but, yep. but uh, Jeremy Finlayson showed that he could be yep. a mobile ruck that can come off the bench and, and be really damaging. Hopefully he gets back early in the season. And Dixon too was used in there as starting their parts. Is he now leave enough? Dixon? Now leave Dixon forward now. Forward. I wouldn't play Dixon in the rocket now anymore. Okay. That's that's the key for Port Adelaide. So they will be the big watch early in the season. After the break, we'll move on from Port Adelaide to take a look at one of the big Melbourne clubs, Richmond, and where they'll finish in season 2023. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast.
This is the Footy Talk podcast. We are previewing the season ahead, and let's pick it up with the Tigers, Jay-Z. Oh, I've had a good look at Richmond over summer. I really like them. Hopper Taranto, there's some real on-ball strength. I think that's been a story which hasn't got, actually, the moles it deserves because they have been... Like, you think about teams and rebuilding at the moment, how hard it is to close that gap from the teams coming from the bottom four to be out to the top four. Richmond, who are around the mark already, then have just gone two of the most elite ball winners in the competition. One of them in particular in Taranto, he can be used as a dynamic forward. So in terms of a um, a bit of a rebuild on the run, it, it is an almighty top-up. And then I go and watch Dusty Martin, who's had probably two tricky years. So he's the rib issue and the hamstring issues. He's been playing more exclusively forward. So stay out of the centre square, Dusty. You don't have to worry about that. Show us your forward craft. He could kick 50 goals this year, uh, Dusty Martin. I think Jaden Shaw, Liam Baker are going to play uh, bigger roles. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in a buyer of Richmond. I mean, so you think they can, you think they can win the flag? I think they can win the flag. Yep. I think if Tom Lynch is going to be durable, I think the defence has been a vulnerability over the past 12 months. They've been scored against, which is an unrichman-like sort of thing. But if Dylan Grimes can play games and be consistent or stay on the park, and Vlosten, et cetera, as well, I really think Richmond can be a top four chance. If they get in the top four, can make the top four. If they do, with that spine and the talent in the midfield, I can do it. What say you? Well, look, slightly tempered. I still, we all agree, their system stacks up. They play the turnover game. They play a brand of footy that pressure. holds up. We know that. Yep. The question, though, is you talk about their pressure. Their yep. pressure's not their one wood anymore. That, yep. that, that's dropped away in recent years. So last year, they were actually one of the easier teams for, for opposition to go the full length of the field against them. You mentioned their defence. That's my slight question because, yes, their system stacks up, but now more teams are playing the Richmond way. Yes. We've seen, haven't we? They're yes. moving the ball quicker, the turnover game. Are some other teams a bit hungrier and slightly younger and a bit more in the prime? You're thinking about Melbourne and Brisbane and a few other teams. Mm. That's my concern. And the other one is we just mentioned the pressure and that fanatical sort of forcing the turnovers. When Richmond won their premierships, remember it was built off the guys of like Lambert, Castagna, Butler, mm. Dan Rioli as a forward, Shane Edwards, that type. Everyone's talking about their forward mix now, but Morris Rioli, Dusty Martin, Trent Cotchin, Noah Cumberland, all high talent, but their pressure numbers aren't great. They're mm. not fanatical, in-your-face pressure plays. And Good Taranto point. and Hopper, as great as they are ball winners, Offensive. are also not great when the ball leaves in, in regards to the, the pressure in general play. So it's a different-looking Richmond side. Mm. We've still got a lot of weapons, and offensively I still think they'll be dynamite. Mm. The issue they have to improve from last year is that defensive side of their game, slowing down the opposition. Mm. Can they do it? Because they couldn't stop Brisbane. They couldn't stop some other teams that from scoring as well. And, and if they're going to rely on shootouts, we generally know in modern footy that yeah. doesn't win your grand finals. Great point because they've got those – they've had A-grade role players – Yes. And now Castagna, which has been the St Kilda thing, has been a Geelong thing, has yeah. been a Hawthorne thing, the successful teams. It's a great point. Do they still have that buy-in? And, and the ones they're trying commitment. to get to do that now are young kids, you know, like um, Sonzi and, yeah. and Judson Clark and some other players that, yes, are going to be great, but when you're still young, it's a bit harder. Jack yep. Graham, that's what I think is important for them. He's got to be that player that applies the best 22 and, still? Yeah, absolutely, Jack yeah. Graham. Yeah, very good player. Can I ask you quickly on, Sh- on Shy Bolt, Shay Bolton? Yeah. Keep saying Shy. Shay Bolton. The feedback is, Jay, it's not that hard. It rhymes with your own name. How do you keep getting it wrong? <laughs> Shay Bolton. Jay Clark, Shay Bolton. I'm sorry, Shay. There is a buzz and a hype about him, mm. and we know he's been paid in his latest contract, that he can genuinely be a top 10 player, top 10, 15 player in the competition. Oh, he's already, he already is for me. Is he? He was, I think, this year, he was a top, you could argue he was nearly in the top 10 most influential players in the league this year. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He's in, made that in jump already. 2022. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that bracket. 
yeah, he's an All-Australian. He's a he's one of the best players in the competition. So he's going to be awesome to watch. But he's another one defensively. Yes. He's pressure. Yes. Is that going to be, you know, fanatical to win a flag? We know he's offensive talents, but mm. plenty of offensive talent. Fascinating watch. Look, I still think they're going to be playing finals, mm. and I wouldn't want to be coming up against Richmond. No. Can they, you know, leapfrog some other teams that are desperate and hungry to win a premiership? Time will tell. So they put, the belly's a bit full. At Tigerland. Well, no, I think I think there's a little bit of age. It's more of their, their the age factor catching up with them a little bit. And the durability is probably the other question mark on Richmond. They yes. do now start to have some durability issues with a lot of players that, yep. that just can't consistently stay out in the park. If they've got their best team, uh, the combination of the youth and experience, that they'll absolutely be a chance. But uh, they need, I think, a few things to go their way. It's like when you stay at a hotel, Joey, and you have the big buffet breakfast and, and you get some lunchtime and you watch. <laughs> we still think you're up and about. You're just slightly a bit more lethargic than you maybe might have been otherwise. That, that, that can just happen. Oh, very uh, good. Hey, very good. We're going to wrap it up tomorrow with the remaining teams, but I uh, hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Of course, if you do have any feedback for Jay-Z Clark on what you said, <laughs> you can join us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod on TikTok. You're on TikTok? I am, but I haven't done anything on it. Yeah, that's it. Footy Talk Pod. You're listening to Footy Talk. Hope you enjoyed today's edition. We'll be back to wrap it all up tomorrow. This is Footy Talk. Listener.